All right, folks. Good morning. Welcome back to Coffee Time with Almeida. This is a Monday. Yes, we are on week four of Coffee Time. Holy crap! We already did. We already got fifteen episodes done, and now we're working on episode sixteen here. And we have um, emergency room registered nurse Susan Brady joining us today. Susan, welcome to Coffee Time. Hi, hi. How are you? Oh, I'm glad, doing amazing. How are you? Glad to be had. <laughs> oh my God, I'm glad you're here with us. Um, so I first, I just want to say thanks for doing what you do, dude. Yeah, no, thanks for doing what you're doing. It's like making our base, our days better, you know? I, I mean, you know. Good I, content. I, oh, thank you. So <laughs> 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 um, I feel like, um, you know, I'm just staying at home and, and doing the show. So you're actually out there doing the thing and, and protecting the people, right? So Yeah. But I do want to show you something that I made um, because I was out running errands the other day and I forgot a face mask. That's like, don't you feel so naked? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm the guy. I'm the guy with no face mask right now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm an asshole. So then I was like, but I do have, and like, if I would my normal things, I go to like a bar rag and I like tie that around my face. Yeah. But I'm like, but I do have a diaper bag in the car, <laughs> and I do have some string. So I made Did this. Did you a guy for it? I made this little guy right here. Shut up. And it has and it has has panda bears on it. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Jeff. If I say good morning to people, it's because they're popping up on the, the saying hi to us. So here we go. You ready? Ready? That's hilarious. And then it ties ties in the back. And then, uh, you know, I have a diaper face mask. That's Shit. awesome. It, it, I mean, and then like, you know, it keeps the poo in. It's got to be pretty good. Like, I mean, this thing's got to like, it's it, keeps better, the it's, poo in. it keeps the poo in. I mean, hey, yeah, as, as long it? as it's keeping your, as long as it's keeping your saliva out, that's good. Perfect. Ugh. Whatever works. And then like, you know, it's like, uh. I don't know. I mean, I'd rather have I'd rather have something than nothing, you know. I mean, yeah, I no, know. definitely. I know there are definitely people that are just like going all renegade and stuff, like not wearing anything. Like I almost I was at um I had to get light bulbs the other day, and I was at uh, Lowe's, and you know they've got the signs on the floor that say like six feet apart, and these two guys they were getting something like toilet stuff, but um and they're like literally creeping up on this guy that's like totally masked and everything, and I like almost said something, and I'm like just fight your own battles, you know. Cause it was just ridiculous. Like they would totally creep it up on him. And I'm like, you guys are so rude. Um, I, so I've had experience in stop and shop. I, now I'm going to stop and shop like as early as I can go without being a senior. Yeah. You know? I've actually been thinking about dressing up like a senior. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I can't take it, dude. I'm like, I'm in stop and shop and like the same shit. Everybody's like people like most people are, are respectful of other people's distance, you know? Yeah. And then a lot of other people are just like not wearing masks. I saw some dude eating a candy bar the other day, talking on his phone and like having full blown out conversations with other people in Stop and Shop. And like, I just want to be like, go up to them and slap them upside the head. I know. No, you seriously do. I'm like, I'm going to get a fight. We see see the people that come in and you're like, I don't know. You almost want to be like, this is what's, this is how it's contracted. Like this, like you're all doing this. That's totally like in the face of what I'm doing. It's just so frustrating. So what, what are your, what are your feelings on social distancing? So hundred percent, hundred percent it works. Um, wear a mask, wash your hands, etc. They need to do it for longer. They need to, um, I'm just like really worried about this summer, what's going to happen because I think that like as Americans, we're just too fidgety and we're too in our own heads. So I think a lot of people as they're showing now, I mean, we're still in the thick of it. And people are just like, who cares? I'm still going to do what I need to do. So I have a feeling that there will be like a blip of where it increases. But I was, you know, I, I'm, I'm reading studies and such all the time. So 
everyone's saying, oh, it's probably going to go away with the warm weather, but it was down in New Orleans. It survived yeah. in New Orleans. It's in so, Florida. That's what I'm saying. I, I just don't understand like where people think this is going to end. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get in my own head and like get so worried and think this is like, you know, a dystopian society now, but you know, you, you kind of have those thoughts at times. Um, what, so, you know, some people are like, oh, it's just like the flu or like, it's not as, it's no. not, you know, or just claiming that it's just as contagious in the flu as far as, and from, from everything, I mean, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but everything that yeah. I've read so far is like, this is definitely a lot more contagious than the flu. It's more contagious than the flu. And I, it's like the craziest thing now is that it's totally evolving because the symptoms we had initially heard were fever, um, fever, cough, and um, like shortness of breath. And then those quickly went into nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, which went into conjunctivitis. Now it's headaches. Now I'm reading that um, young people are having strokes. So they think that it might have some sort of um, um, blood association. Maybe, you know, like I, I read an article from this doctor saying that he um, was performing a thrombectomy and he could literally see blood clotting right around the clot that he was taking out. And he's like, I've never seen anything like that before. So who's even say, you know, how this is actually originating, but what's the cause of it? How's it happening and how's it developing? And, you know, we're only, we're only going to find out, unfortunately. Um, you don't, so if someone's asking a question um, from COVID related depths, uh, what do the autopsy show? But you probably won't know that, that would you? So I know though that they, um, this was a while ago, a while ago, a couple of weeks ago that I read about this. They were saying that they would, um, they opened up the chest and they found like this white sticky substance in the lungs where it was much thicker than say like the fluid um, from flu, uh, not so much from flu, but like influenza. And I guess that that was really the hard time um, in the alveoli that they were having, um, you know, if there's like a sticky substance, then there's no gas exchange. And that's the whole reason why people are having a hard time breathing. I'm not sure now what's happening um, and what other studies or, or things have happened from autopsies. But as I had said, though, they were saying that there's um, people are having strokes. So they're thinking that there might be a link, but even who knows to what's happened with this though, because there, there are some young people, 40s to 50s, 30s to 40s to 50s are having strokes and they're COVID positive and they have absolutely no other uh, health issues. And so they're thinking maybe that there's some sort of correlation. Um, is, had they been finding blood type specific issues? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Cause I had heard that going around for a minute that like, yeah. Oh, if you have, you know, AB positive, you're super, yeah. screwed. You have, Oh, you're cool. Um, I mean, I have asthma, um, which is like yeah. pretty, it's pretty good in check right now. It's like, it's not bothering me. I'm Thank God. My, right. You know? Um, and then, um, I have like, uh, you know, I have a pericarditis, which is an inflammation of the sac around the heart. Yeah. You saw me for that one. Yeah, yeah. And that's legit too. That's like really, really legit. So I mean, you definitely have to watch out. So it's a good thing that you're staying home. Yeah, you know, and like and like my parents are like in their sixties, but my mom has diabetes and she has high blood pressure, yeah. and my dad has high blood pressure. So it's like these are all at high risk people. So, you know, I have folks being like, Oh, we let's reopen the economy and like, you know, only a certain amount of people are gonna die, but like, you know, who's gonna die? You know, and they're saying like, oh, it's not yeah. as, it's it's just like the flu. People, are, I, it still blows my mind that people are just like, oh, it's just as contagious as the flu. Or it's, it's And those sport. are the people that aren't reading about things. They're just, I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be so harsh as to say that they're ignorant, but I mean, that's actually, that word is apropos because they don't know. They, they're just, I think that some people listen to snippets on the radio initially, and then they just stuck, that's stuck. And that's kind of what they're going with. And that's exactly what people had said was, I think because it was a respiratory uh, ailment, that it was similar to the flu. It's going to be seasonal. 
you know, we know about this, but as I had said, it has just progressed so fast and so quick and developed on like, you know, changed itself that who we it is like you can't define it anymore. Well it's evolving like you said, right? Yeah, exactly. Which is crazy. I mean, how many people are gonna be writing books and in directing movies about this? I mean they had the books like, you know, I mean excuse me, the uh T V the movie Contagion and such, you know, but I'm I'm just curious to see how many creative people kind of develop storylines um, you know, similar to this. Uh you know, I feel like the movies were were preparing us for this. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, like 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 you said, like Contagion and like Outbreak and these other movies. Yeah. Um, and now it's like just real life. It's, it's fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> so I shouldn't uh, laugh at that, but it's true. <laughs> uh, it's no, it's it's nuts, you know. And it's just like you know, did you ever think that we'd be a day where we'd be like, okay, guys, we can't leave our houses? You know, probably not, right? Yeah. Um, I have Jason Trenholm saying my girlfriend is type one diabetic. Um, and uh, we keep hearing a lot of things about how diabetics are eight times more susceptible to complications. Do you think that's true or, or at least that number? I don't necessarily know about the number. That's just because I haven't read specific information about that number. I do know, though, um, that diabetics are more at risk, I think, because it's um, the vasculature, I believe. But don't quote me on that. I know, like, they've got... Um, uh, vasculature issues from um, stemming from the diabetes, you know. So I'm not. I really can't speak to specifics about why um, diabetics are more um, more prone or like you know have higher risk. They don't really heal as quickly either, too, right? So yeah, no, exactly. But I think that it's more to do with the the vasculature. I think like from what I've been reading, they're saying that there's more of a blood component to it. But who even knows? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. no one's done any study. These are from doctors that I think are just you know, just saying things. They, they've, they're they starting to do studies now, which I think is pretty interesting. Brigham and Wims is actually doing studies. They, um, there was a really good article in New York Magazine saying like, do we even know what's, what's like, what this is? Like, and they, we really don't, but they were um, quoting a lot of studies that were from uh, Brigham and Women's Hospital, which my friend actually works at Brigham. Um, she's actually in critical care and she's just like, it's crazy, you know? And I do know that a lot of the hospitals, um, I, believe it or not, so I mean, Massachusetts was a hot spot, but I believe we actually have done a really good job, believe it or not. I feel like this could have gotten 10 times worse. I feel like it could have gotten similar to New York or similar to uh, Washington. But I think because a lot of people just kind of stayed away. And um, but I mean, we could de still develop hot spots. like look at Chelsea out of nowhere. We were doing good. And then Chelsea like totally inflamed. And so I think that that still could happen down the, um, down the line. There could still be blips, you know? Uh, well, I heard that the Plymouth waterfront was packed uh, the other day. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's crazy. I mean, it's just crazy. You I think know. people are going stir crazy, honestly, with this weather. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, it's, well, this is not good weather for a quarantine, right? Like, I mean, you right. can't even really go in your backyard right now if you have a backyard. I yeah. Um, I was raking outside in the rain yesterday because I'm like, fuck it. I'm going out in the <laughs> rain. Gotta get outside, I'm dude. going outside. I'm doing shit in the rain. It's going to be okay. You know, farmers yeah. do it every day. Uh, yeah. The other day I had, I was like gown, glove, mask, everything, you know, um, for like a long, long time. We actually had, um, <clears throat> we had someone in respiratory distress and it was just really sad because you know, he's like, I don't want to be intubated. He's like just petrified because, and then he literally said, I don't want to die. And it's so frightening because then you're like, sorry, we have to intubate you. Like you, you will die if you don't get intubated, you know, it's just, it's just very frightening. But then 
after that, like you have to take some, when people say you have to take some self time, I walked outside and I think it was like 45 degrees out and I sat in the cold and it was just glorious. I took everything off and I was like, this cold, brisk air going into my lungs feels fantastic. You uh, know? Yeah. Cause you're like you're in the hospital all day and you're just breathing that probably recycled air pretty much. Right. And yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's clean, just, but it's, yeah. But I mean, how clean is anything anymore? You know? <laughs> what you got in that cup? Um, morning coffee. Oh. AKA Rose. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Day off. Now, mind you, to anybody that watches this, I work different hours. I work night. So this is like my evening time. <laughs> <laughs> Did you work last night? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> you got a couple of days off, right? Everybody needs a couple of days off. Yeah, no, exactly. This is like my second day. I think I slept mostly all day yesterday. So I've like weird hours. I was up at like I was up at four and then I took like a another like hour and a half nap, I think, and then I, I woke up. So I was up at 4.30. Baby. Were you? Baby was crying. Oh, really? Baby wants a bottle at 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, all right, it's my turn. Okay. It's my <laughs> yeah. turn. Yeah, uh, exactly. So did you have a bottle with your baby? <laughs> uh, we watched a little TV. You know, I was like, I was like really tempted to stay awake, though, because I was like, I get up at 6.30 anyways. I'm like, mm, by the time I went back to bed, it's 5 yeah. already. I'm like, uh, but like, you know, I probably should just make myself sleep for another hour. That is my dilemma every single day at work. Like, I wake up, you know, after, say, four hours of sleep if I'm working the night shift, and it's like, you know, 3.30 p.m. and I work at 7. I'm like, should I just try and go back to sleep or should I just say like, you know, fuck it and stay awake? But. So let's talk about, you You have friends that work all over the place, right? You, you're yeah. in touch with, you're in touch with uh, medical professionals spread, yeah. out, spread, spread out, right? Yeah. So I talked to one of the docs I work with, um, actually two of the docs I work with went to Washington and they were saying how, um, I just like touch base with them saying, hi, hey, how's it going? Um, I know that, you know, saying that it was a hot spot one of the docs was saying that she was south of it. They were still seeing different uh, cases, but that was like initially when it hit Washington and it just, it's like anything. There's a ripple, ripple effect. We didn't see anything in Plymouth forever. And then now we're definitely seeing it. Like, you know, you could just see the, uh, the census rising at one point at night, we'd only have 10 patients and then it was 20 and now we're up to 35. Whereas we're like a 40 bed uh, unit and it can go. Um, I mean, I've had 70 people on the tracker, but they, um, out in Washington, she was saying that she was okay. But as I had said, this was like at least a month ago. And, uh, she was saying though, this was interesting. She talked with our other doctor friend that was in the thick of things. And he was saying one of the big things also is that, um, they're running low on uh, blood supplies because no one's going out to donate. So recently I've heard people, the more advertised saying like, Hey, you know, don't, don't forget to donate blood. I know my mother, uh, she's 71 years old. Hold on. She's 70 years old. She'll kill me. But uh, she's 70 years old and she gives blood all the time. And she was saying, I don't know. I think if I'm like really careful, I'll go in. And I'm like, no, like you need to abort. You can't go in. Someone else, a younger, like healthy person. My mother's very healthy, but a younger, healthy person needs to go in. You know, I wouldn't worry so much about it, but that is like a new need, you know, and that's what's going to happen. Just things down the road are going to, uh, you know, it's like secondary needs are going to kind of sprout up. Um, how is the PPE supply getting any better? No, it's supposedly getting better. Purportedly, it's getting better. I, um, so I have two N95 masks, which aren't even N95s. They're a level below. Oh, <laughs> they're the duct build masks. Yeah, they're level three. Um, recently, I think maybe a week and a half ago, we got our second one. And so, um, that's tough. We do have the gowns. We've got plenty of the gowns. They had, uh, masks that they were providing us. 
um, they, we get one mask and we clean it, but actually a lot of us just bought on our own, like Walder's masks, which are actually fantastic because then you can like take, um, the visor up and down, which is great. Whereas the other mask you'd have to put, take off and put down like some random counter or wherever. And you didn't know what it was um, getting exposed to, but the, the welders masks are great. And I know that one of my friends had gone to a facility and excuse me, uh, um, a store and they were sold out. So she had to get them online. So. Oh, that's okay. That's interesting. Yeah. And it was a price increase. So it was usually like 25 bucks. We paid like 41 for them. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's just like, it's, you're protecting you. Right. So. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you guys all paranoid? Um, so from the beginning, I wasn't like, if I get it, I was like, when I get it, um, everyone was paranoid. Everyone in the public was talking about it nonstop as were health professionals like nonstop. I'm sure you probably talked to your wife a million times about it. You know, I know that, um, throughout, it just like ran through everybody. I mean, it's like a, it's, it's, it's affecting everyone, especially I feel bad because especially people with kids, because, you know, they were saying initially that the kids weren't getting affected by it. Um, but then, you know, some kids were, so it's just, you know, you got to watch out for your kids first of all. Uh, you know, so like back in Mar, like late February, it might've been, uh, Beckett had 104 degree fever yeah for like three days uh three or four days and like you know we were freaking out and this is before covid like they're like yeah. oh it's the flu it's the flu you know and you know we're just monitoring them all the time they're like if it gets above 104 you bring them to emergency room yeah one one oh seven sorry it says 107 but uh it um but it was just oh, scary yeah, well, you know it's just it's, oh, it's God, just like yeah. scary and, and it's like i can only imagine like I, I know that when i go to stop and shop right now that i am First of all, I used to go to Stop and Shop like twice a day and I joke about it. <laughs> uh, and, you know, like, oh, I need this on my way to work and then I need this on my way home. Yeah. I'm like, what am I making for breakfast tomorrow or dinner or whatever? <laughs> yeah. That's how I that's how I operate, you know? And now it's just like I go super early whenever I can, once yeah. a week. And I'm in and out and I, I, I pretty much have a list, but I don't even want to do that anymore. No, I know. It's crazy. You know, and like, I don't even go to any drive throughs anymore. Like, I, you know, like I'm just I'm like, off Dunkin' Donuts coffee probably for the rest of my life. Sorry, Dunkin' Donuts. I will say this, though. I feel like they're wearing masks more, whereas uh, when this all originally started, it really started hitting this place. No one was wearing masks. I went to uh, BJ's because I hadn't gone out of my house for weeks. And then I'm like, okay, I really do need toilet paper. I really do need some things. I went to BJ's and I went to the deli counter and I grabbed a ticket and I look up and there's three people, three people work in the deli counter. Two have masks and one didn't. And I'm like, oh man i guarantee i get the guy that doesn't have a mask <laughs> and so i literally i was like i crumbled up my ticket and i put in that little tiny uh you know they're a little receptacle over the counter I was like yeah peace out man i'm, I'm not dealing with that yeah i don't want well, some guy that's like breathing all over the cold cuts you know yeah and like you know you should know like you're you're in it so i have a question here from jason trenholm he said is it required by your hospital to be fit tested to wear your n95 my company does so yes and i'll tell you that was a huge issue Actually, I had a huge issue. So we're required every year, everybody in the hospital is required every year to be fit tested for uh, an N95, which are supplied through the, the hospital. Um, so I got fit tested every year. I got lax and I let a year lapse. Um, now, mind you, I say that because it's, you know, I have so many different thoughts about this. Um so the N95, we get fit fit tested and then you put it in your locker. And who's to say if it doesn't get misshapen because it's in your, literally my shoebox of a locker that I shove it into. 
So we get fit tested. I've been a nurse for 15 years. I've never, ever failed my fit test. So I know how to fit my, my mask to my face. So that being said, I felt comfortable, you know, I felt comfortable um, not getting fit tested for one year because I, I, I mean, I've never, ever failed as I had said. So if need be, if we had any patients with particular, like um, with potential uh, tuberculosis, because that was originally the whole reason one would need to be fit tested is for an airborne illness like tuberculosis, which is very, very, very rare. So we get fit tested and a whole slew of people are getting fit tested. They don't have N95s. They don't have the blue ones that um, I had always been fit tested for. They said, oh, give her this white one, which was humongous. And I felt like this crazy um, burn down my chest. And I'm like, well, I'm just letting you know, it doesn't, I've never felt that in all the years I've been fit tested. So this is different. I'm like, I don't feel comfortable. And they're like, well, we don't have any masks. So we're sorry. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, it's just, and I said to her, I'm like, I don't want to get tuberculosis. I don't, and this was originally when they were saying it wasn't, originally they said that it was droplet. Then they said that it was airborne, which airborne is like tuberculosis, which unless you've got, um, you're properly fitted and you've got negative pressure room where they take the, they suck the air out, you could potentially get it. So that's the reason why um, tuberculosis was so virulent and so many people had passed away from tuberculosis. They started saying, oh, it could be um, an airborne illness. So when so many of these healthcare professionals that are like, are you kidding me? We're not even getting the right size protection. And then yet you're asking us to go into all these people's room, like multiple people. And so you're just like essentially throwing us to the wolves. It was very, very upsetting. So many people were ripped. Um, and then, you know, you just did the best you could. A lot of people were wearing the uh, N95s or what they had given us with plus other masks over just to kind of be more protective. And then that's when everyone started wearing the shields. There were so many different changing um, requirements. Literally, we get an email every single day that shows something totally different from the prior day about what they want. And then I don't mean to be a, um, I don't mean to be um, paranoid, but when the CDC originally had said, oh, it's okay. We got like an email saying, oh, it's okay. It, we can wear those masks. And you thought to yourself, is it okay for the disease or is it okay because we don't have enough supply? Like, what are they telling us? Is this propaganda? Like what's yeah, it's, happening? It's yeah. okay. Cause they don't have enough to give you. That's what I'm saying. If it wasn't like, okay before, then why is it okay now? That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. All of a sudden you're saying it's airborne. Then you're saying it's not airborne. Is it because we don't have enough, you know, we don't have enough um, protective uh, equipment or is it because you're just like afraid? You know? Oh man. So um, it just seems like very, it, very stressful. I don't know if I could, I mean, you chose to do the nursing job, right? But you didn't choose to not be equipped with all the stuff that you need. To yeah, do that, job. that's exactly right. But I'll tell you this though, everyone still will. The other day I had, um, I was, I just got report on my assignment. I said, oh, I forgot my mask. I had my surgical mask on. I said, oh, I, I forgot my, um, my welder's mask. So I started walking out <laughs> and they, they tell us in all the videos, even if someone codes, you need to be you need to have the right stuff on. Like the code can wait 30 seconds for you to gown, glove, mask, everything to have the right equipment on. But that being said, I was walking to my locker to get this and my 84 year old little Nana that I just got report on <laughs> that has COVID is in the doorway and all her tubes are like all her um, equipment's literally taught to the wall and she's probably going to fall. And I'm like, do I grab her like, or do I quick get my mask? 
And like, you can't tell any nurse, everyone, like people in my family will like let her fall. But I'm like, you can't do that. Like, I just like literally was like, okay, little lady, let's get back to bed. And I'm like, I could potentially get COVID because this lady, but no way on earth could I let her like literally fall right in front of my face without doing anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a choice you make, right? And yeah. it's, got, it's not, can't be an easy one. Um, so what do you think the future looks like of uh, what you do? Oh God, who knows? I honestly don't know. <laughs> it's, you know, too many, too many changes are happening. I'm hoping it's going to be like the flu. I'm hoping a, va- a vaccine develops. Um, I'm hoping people take this seriously. I'm hoping I can go somewhere for the summer and hang out, you know, um, who knows though? I don't know. Um, yeah, I was like, you know, the, really the only one thing I want to do all summer is go to Storyland with my children. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Otherwise, I, is, I just want to go to TJ Maxx and that's how all my nursing friends feel. <laughs> uh, just, TJ, TJ Maxx is not essential? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, some of the stores that are essential are ridiculous. That's a whole other topic. Uh, I went by yeah. Big Lots is open the other day. Big Lots I saw is open. that. What the I saw that. Big I was Lots like, open. listen, I was pretty excited though. I haven't gone, but I'm like, oh, I might venture out, man. That place is awesome. Because uh, honestly, they have they do have a lot of stuff though that I could like definitely use, you know? But, so have you been taking getting to go food like from spots? Um, so a lot of people have donated food to us, which is fantastic because I don't go out. Um so when they donate food and I almost say, well, who made this? I don't know. Should I question it? And I say, whatever, I don't really care. Um, I mean, I care, but I don't care. You know, you, when you don't make food, like I'm not, a, I, I actually am a foodie. I like different foods. I like to um, buy different good foods. I don't necessarily like to make different good foods. So um, I don't really care to go out. I'm pretty basic with what I eat. But when people donate food, it's like fantastic. And I know I do feel actually better about the food because I do know that people are wearing masks and gloves and such, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, um, we're getting ready to reopen the Tasty for to go. Really? Oh, good, good. Yeah. How do so, you feel? Uh, I mean, I'm going to be like much more behind the scenes um, yeah. because I'm not, a, I'm not a chef, you know? Uh, so, um and they were trying to do it for a little while, just the uh, Mike and Nina. And it's just, it's really, really freaking hard, you know, and yeah. you need a team, you know, and the team needs to be prepared to um, follow the, follow the guidelines, you know, and I mean, our team definitely is. And I know that a lot of folks in Plymouth, like a lot of restaurants are open, they're following the guidelines, um, yeah. but it's still, it's still kind of freaky, you know, like I have only gotten to go food like two times this whole, yeah. this whole thing, you know, just cause I've been freaked out and, you, you know, I, attack? No, no, I just like, you know, I don't really have, I don't have those anymore. I don't know what it is, but I used to have those. I used to get like, uh, I started, I started taking high blood pressure medication. (laughs) Was it like propanolol? Uh, no, uh, it starts with an L. Losartan? Losartan, yeah. yeah. Uh, Because I know propanolol actually helps calm people's moods. Oh, I probably need that too. Yeah, and it's also a blood pressure med. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, it's just still freaky that like I'm part of the machine, right? That has to make sure that the people can get food and they don't get sick. Yeah, you know, and that we're all doing the right thing. Um, to not put you guys into danger or people around us, you know, because at, at the end of the day, it's the hospitals that feel the biggest pressure out of all of this, right? The only thing I can do is look out. For me and people around myself, I just, my whole theory during this is just do the best you can, you know, that's all you can really do. And I mean, if you really take that to heart, like those people that go, you know, that are creeping up on the guy in front of them in line, not wearing a mask, they're not doing the best they can, 
you know, I'm just trying to live by that and then just not worry about other people because you, you really can't trust anybody else, you know? You no, don't and trust yourself in what you, you do. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, in my opinion, social distancing eliminates the spread. Yeah, for sure. And, and alleviates the stress on our medical system. 100%. 100%. But then it's just tough because you get people that like the little nanas and puppas that they just don't get it. And I feel really, really bad for the um, the girls in nursing homes, the uh, the workers. I had three COVID positive patients the other night and it was just brutal. I was donning, doffing every two seconds. I literally went through a whole bag of the yellow gowns constantly, you know, still wearing the same uh, N95 mask, which is crazy. But they have no clue. They have absolutely no clue because um, a lot of them have dementia or they just can't really fathom, you know, the severity of it. So, you know, you put a mask up. Okay, buddy, let's put the mask up. Two seconds later, it's down. You put it up, it's down, it's up, it's down. You know, they, they just don't know. And it's just so hard. So I know that I spoke with one of the girls from a, um, a nursing home around us. And this was literally a week and a half ago. And I just said, you know, hey, what, what's it like? What are you guys dealing with? And she's like, we've got 16 positive and five nurses are positive. I'm like, that's crazy. Because this is a small nursing home. I'm like, that's just insane. So well, I couldn't even wipe, imagine. It's going to wipe the whole place out. That's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like the elderly are really, really, they're, they're the ones that I think that are, we're seeing the most of this, you know, getting hit. Um, well, what's your, so, I mean, your advice is really is social distance and, and wash your yeah. hands and, and be smart. Exactly. Stay away from people. Stay in. And it you sucks. Know? I mean, but, you know, if, if the, the longer we don't do it now, the longer we're going to have to do it later is, is, is how I feel about it, probably. That's exactly right. Like, you just, I don't know, you just got to bite the bullet. And I mean, I'm not one of those people that are in the position, like, where I might lose my house, I might lose this, I lost my job. So I can't really fathom what they're going through, you know? Um, I feel bad, but it's almost like, you know, you, we, it's like one of those things you gotta, you gotta bite the bullet. It has to be done because it's only going to get worse. All right. Off topic. Are you uh, binge watching anything? So did you see the season uh, the series finale of Homeland last night? Oh, I was supposed to watch it. No, I have to watch the whole season. No, I didn't see it. So now I can't talk about it. <laughs> oh, I didn't it do was, my homework. Oh, so listen, listen, it's actually really, really good. Okay. I'm telling you, Twitter blew up. Everyone's like, so satisfying like no oh, really? series finale ever has a satisfying ending it's really really good yeah really good oh. you feel great you feel good at the end you're like oh this is good there, i just pray that there's a movie i'm dying for a movie oh all right so i yeah i'm gonna i'll start maybe i can get sarah to binge watch that with me yeah uh, we'll have to i I think i owe that i have to make up last season too so i have two seasons behind yeah, last season was really good i pretty yeah last season was really good yeah um, so what have you been watching uh i just finished ozark like everybody else well, I haven't. I only watched a couple episodes, and for some reason, it didn't. I'll I'll, I'll revisit it, but it didn't totally bite me. So, did it, you I mean, love it's, it? It's slow going, but it's awesome. Yeah. So tell me on what level it's on, like uh, Sopranos, um, Sons of Anarchy, which I've never, I've, I haven't seen. That's one I really want to get into. I've heard really good things about it. Uh, uh you know, so like I want to compare it to The Wire as far as like the pace. Ooh. You know, uh, but yeah, like, the pace is slow for sure. The Wire is slow for sure. I mean, the, the first season, The Wire, is super hard to watch like wicked right. hard to watch super hard to watch yeah um but and there's a lot of things going on in that so there's not so many uh interweaving story plots that are going on in uh in ozark but the all the acting is spot on and you know yeah. I'm trying to think yeah. of like i would say if you're compared to anything kind of compare it to breaking bad 
Okay, yeah. Except yep. not as like, you know, Breaking Bad was got over the top at, at, at one point. And like, I love that show. I think it's amazing. It's part of the thing I love about it. Yeah. But it's definitely not like, if they could, the, the last scene of the last episode in season three was Breaking Bad level. Like, really? crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I would That's I, I'd say. That's what I Homeland. Homeland, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Like, I yell at my TV. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting it. Ah! <laughs> I'm like, I flip out, you know? It's so funny because uh, when I have like a, a giant beard, uh, Nina Peters always says I look like Saul. Yeah, your beard is definitely reminiscent of Saul. I'm just realizing <laughs> now too, you trimmed it down. Yeah, yeah. Oh my she, god, it's like totally on point. Love yeah. it. Especially when I have my glasses on, I look like Saul. Um, so, what, are you looking forward to anything in the next couple of weeks, next month? <sighs> let's see. I'm super bummed. Okay, so let's talk about this. I'm super bummed, super super bummed that. Two concerts I've been really looking forward to are canceled. Well, one of them, um, which one might come back around. I had tickets to see the Dead Kennedys and I had tickets to see um, MDC and GBH. They were um, playing together. So I want to say that one of them got canceled and another one's going to be uh, revisited. So I'm super bummed about that. So I just got to see when the date is going to be for the other one. Um, and we'll see. But have you done, um, like, the streaming? I have no idea about it. Like, when they're streaming concerts, is it something, like, you still have to pay for? I'm not sure. I, I don't think so, no. Most people are streaming for free. Like, you can, like, a lot of them will have, like, a charity they're donating to. Yeah, because I, I know that they were saying, oh, we're not going to do the concert, but we're going um, to play live. But I just didn't know if, like, okay, then that's your concert ticket price. Yeah, no, like, the dude from uh, Death Cab, Ben Gibbard, has been, like, playing uh, shows from his living room. Um, I've yeah. seen a lot of musicians do that and like a lot of local musicians I see doing that, like going live on Friday night at like eight o'clock, you know, yeah. and then they're like either some of the people are um, donating all the tips like they get through Venmo to the staff that they would have been playing for. Like if so if someone's going to play at Speedball on Friday night, they'll do a, a show and then all the tips will go to the Speedball staff. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, uh, which is pretty awesome, you know, and I think that in, in this time is like, you know we can't rely on our government to help us. <laughs> no. So it's like we have, everybody's helping each other out. And like, I think that's pretty remarkable. And, and at the end of the yeah. day, hopefully that helps bring us together with something, you know? I know. Um, keep some sort of semblance. Hopefully you know. we'll see. What is, um, is, is anything good come out of this? I mean, maybe a sense of community. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, and like, I know you're not getting much rest, but I know like I'm sleeping like eight hours a night. And again, no, I'm, like, I'm sleeping to... stupid amounts because there's nothing else to do. No, you know? I'm going to bed at 10, and... waking up at six, like clockwork. It's amazing. <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? And how much weight have you gained? I'm thrilled. My jeans still fit. I just uh... put them on for the first time in a month. So like I lost a bunch of weight when we first started this, but I was also like just coming off of running around like a maniac on my feet for 40 hours every single week, 40 plus, yeah. you know, and then, you know, coming to this and like, you know, now I'm not eating out every day now because I would also eat the restaurant every day. So like I started yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I don't know, like I probably started to put it back on a little bit, but you know, it's uh, that's why I was out raking in the rain yesterday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been pretty good. My friend uh, Angie that I work with, um, she's like, let's go for a walk. I'm like, oh, walk. But uh, then I'm like thrilled. You know, and we're 100% six feet apart because, I mean, we're we're just hypervigilant about it. But, you know, we went to um, a different park. You know, I know that they just made a, um, a rule in Braintree where I live that you have to wear a mask outside, which I think is actually kind of great because I'll tell you, a lot of people, they just don't know. They don't they're not used to, um, you know, as a, as working in the healthcare field. I still make mistakes and I'm I do it all the time. You, you like I, I don and doff wear PPE, 
you know, I'm in sterile, um, sterile uh, environments and I'm, I can still make mistakes. Everyone does. But the people that are just learning this now, I mean, they have no clue. So they really don't know. So I think it's kind of good, though, if they're saying still wear a mask, making them. But even that, no one's doing it. <laughs> uh, well, I, I read this article about how if you're running, you can leave a 30-foot um, vapor trail behind you. Interesting. See, yeah, I had not heard that. That's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, because, like, you're moving quickly, right? So you're yeah. breathing, and then that lingers until it dissipates, right? So they're saying 30 feet if you're a runner. Yeah. Um, so total quick side note, you said if it lingers, how did Dolores die from uh, cranberries? I don't know. Have to let it linger. We literally oh. just talked about this with one of the doctors last night. For some odd reason, we just we started singing that song. And he's like, yeah, how did she die? And I'm like, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think we have to look that up later. It's like Maybe, ADD uh, trivia. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sue, thank you for coming on Coffee Time this morning. This is great. Amazing. I'll be back, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You come back whenever you want. I love it. When's your next shift? Uh, tomorrow night. All right. Well, maybe uh, we could uh, figure out how way to send you guys some food tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys could do a drive-by. We had a drive-by um, train. It was the best thing on earth. We had, um, I think, look up all things, all things Plymouth, all things local for Plymouth. They did um, the firefighters and everyone came by. It was just epic. I actually wasn't able to attend that time, but one night I'm literally working, it's midnight and like five or six cars come by and I was out in the tent and I hear some lady beeping. I'm like, what the hell is she doing? And I'm like, oh my God, they're like bringing us uh, a drive-by to say thank you. That was just fantastic. What time do you work tomorrow? Um, 7P to 7A. All right. What do yeah. you guys like? What's your favorite food over there? Dude, anything. anything. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it though, Chris. I feel bad. Oh, I know right. that you're like you're out too. So hey, you know we're all we're this is the new this is the new life, dude. We're just gotta get used to it. And like you know, the next year and a half is probably pretty uncertain for a lot of us. And yeah, you know, the, I know the show's keeping me sane. So I mean, I'm already insane. So it's great though. I love it. It's awesome. Good for you. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, hopefully we uh, get back to it, and someday we will be doing shots again very soon. Green tea shots. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll make a special one for you. Those are my favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime. <laughs> All right, Sue. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, just stay on the line there until I wrap this, and then uh, I'll, I'll, we'll be done. Just give me yeah, a we'll do. Perfect. All right. All right, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coffee Time with Almeida. Um, tomorrow is Tuesday, and um, we have a very special guest coming to you. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, and I'm embarrassed right now. Hey, anyway, look at my let me look at my Facebook here. I don't know. It's been it's been a long day. It's been a very long day. Actually, not really that long of a day. Uh, oh, how can I possibly forget Jake Hill? Jake Hill's coming at us tomorrow. Um, he is a local musician. He is a chef. Um, he is a baker. He is a songwriter. Um, he's one of my favorite uh, music folks here in this town of Plymouth, and uh, he'll be coming on tomorrow, and uh, we'll just be talking about fun stuff. And we have a definitely cool week planned out for you this week. And uh, like my page on Facebook, Almeidathon, and follow us on Instagram, also Almeidathon. Coffee time with Almeida every weekday at nine. Won't you join me for a really fun time?